It's time for the only podcast dedicated to spaghetti westerns and the people who made them. Join hosts Jay Jennings and Tom Betts for the Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast, which starts now. You're watching Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns, the podcast. Let's get the show going. Uh, I'm Jay Jennings, film and poster collector. That's Tom Betts, uh, Spaghetti Westerns historian. And we're here at episode or podcast number four. Today's topic is underrated directors, Tom. Uh, you know, there's a lot of them outside of the um, Leone's. Yeah, well, you scale and, it down, Jay. You know, I sent you like 30 and you scaled it down. To, to about, about 15. Yeah, Sorry 15 about that. Thought about splitting the episode up into two podcasts, part one and part two, but not in any order. I just thought these men deserved a little bit of um, extra publicity for the great work they've put out, even though they might have been a little under the radar, or some of you fans even know these directors, I'm sure. Um, we'll, we'll mention titles, and they'll go, I didn't know that was directed by so-and-so. The, you know, they right. know the title, but they don't know the director. So, so let's start with our first uh, director. It's Alfonso Balcazar, Tom. And right. uh, he... That's right. He's done a lot of films. What we're going to do is we're going to name the film. I'm going to give my opinion on I'm the director. I'm going to uh, give my opinion on what my favorite one was. And then Tom will give you kind of a rundown on his career. So out of all his over that I'm looking at, I think my fa- uh, favorite is Sartana Does Not Forgive, uh, 1968. A.K.A. Um, Sonora. That's r- is that the same film? Yeah, yep. Because well, if not, Chris Casey will be down on us in two yeah, seconds, right. Tom. <laughs> Shout out to the great Chris Casey. Yep. Okay. So Sartana does not forgive. Tom, what's the background on, on the career of Mr. Balcazar? Balcazar, well, uh, Balcazar family was into fur trading. And uh, Alfonso Balcazar Grando, is his full name, was born on March 2nd, 1926 in Barcelona, Spain. He began his career as a screenwriter and then made his directorial debut in 1959. Uh, his brother also was a well-known director, um, Jaime Jesus Balcazar, and we talked about both of them last week with Robert Woods. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the Balcazars, tune in uh, episode number three and listen to Robert talk about them. Right. But uh, uh, Alfonso's first movie was La Encruciada, or Hada, also known as Crossroads. He would go on to write 46 screenplays between 58 and 83 and direct 30 films between 60 and 84. He made most of his westerns on the western set he had constructed at his PC Balcazar production studio in Espolga City, which was in existence from 1964 to 1972. In fact, if you watch the last western that he did called Now They Call Him Sacramento, Right, with Michael Forrest and Fred Harrison is actually. It's not bad. The, the, the set is being destroyed as they end the movie, and that's for real. So they right. let it burn. If you watch closely, you can see all kinds of cables and ropes and wires being having them pull down the set as they run through town. Well, let me ask you, Tom, because um, we, we go back and forth, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the man from who came to kill early work. You really couldn't tell how his career would be, and then he proves himself, says, wait a minute, I can, I can kind of do these kind of films, 5,000 on one ace, and then yep. these are all yeah, early spaghetti City. westerns. The, the Man from Canyon City, these are all early, yep. kind of setting the pace exactly. alongside, you I mean, you had Leone doing his thing, but you had guys like Balcazar 
making kind of these other cool films. I was going to say, Alfonso died in Sitka's Barcelona, December 28th, 93. And between him and the, and the uh, Marchants, they're the two reigning families of filmmakers in Spain. All right, absolutely. So let's take a, uh, I think, a quick look. What, one, at, one quick oh, thing. There, ahead, was a, there was a documentary called Goodbye Gringo that came out last year. And it's all about the Espolga City set. So if you can find that someplace, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but if you can run across it, it's well worth watching. Okay. Well, whenever Tom speaks, we listen. If he says buy something, buy it, read something, read it. That's the gospel of Westerns all Italiana, Tom. So let's move on to our uh, next director, Tom, Mr. Uh, Gianfranco Baldinello. Gianfranco Baldinello, yes. Uh, he was a producer, was director, assistant director writer, film editor, son of actor Emilio Baldinello and an actress named Wanda Vianello. You want to show a poster up first or should I go on? Oh, no. Before I show, I was going to say one of my favorite films of his. Uh, well, he has a few, obviously. You got Black Jack, 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 um, and Kill Johnny Ringo and uh, Colt in the Hand of the Devil. Uh, of course, we're going to show the, um, the poster for where is the poster tom i thought you said you had the poster ready you okay. said you got just it. kidding You're tom that has nothing man. to do with the technical aspects <laughs> here uh there we go there kill we go. johnny ringo and great poster one of my favorites and uh, brett halsey's in it the great brett halsey so tell us a little bit about mr baldinello tom okay he was born on november 13th 1928 in murano italy the son of actor emilio Baldinello and actress Wanda Vianello, which I've already said. He was assistant director in the mid-50s and then became a director screenwriter. But he's known to most of us over here, at least, under the pseudonym Frank G. Carroll. And he did a number of, I'm going to real quickly run off his titles. Okay. Gold Train, which is also known as 30 Winchesters for El Diablo. Um, Kill Johnny Ringo. This Man Can't Die. Black Jack, 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 Jack. When the Devil Grips a Colt. Blood River, Colt in the Hand of the Devil. That's basically the same t title revised. Um, Man with a Golden Winchester. And then we get into the bizarre uh, fringe, Son of Zorro and the Great Adventure. Oh, I love the Son of Zorro. Just just kidding, folks. William Son of Zorro, not in my massive collection. Have you seen it, Tom? Yes, I have. Okay. Tom does not discriminate. All Zorros... All Winnetou uh, films, White Fang films, White, two, all Klondike Pete, right? Yeah. Klondike Pete, Tom, whatever. The guy who's in a, half the time he's a he rides wolves on a sled and helps people out, so it classifies, I guess. Sounds good to so, me. <laughs> so let's get to our uh, our next uh, director, one of my favorites, Fernando Baldi. Uh, the reason he's one of my favorites is because of, well, two films. One is Viva Django. I like to call it uh, Django Prepare a Coffin. Uh, I know yeah. it's called 10 Other Things, but that's my, that is a top three film of mine uh, of all time. It's the sequel to Django with Franco Nero, and they took uh, Terrence Hill because he's, he's resembled Nero at that time with the blonde hair and the blue eyes. And he right. comes off Just very well as Django. Tom, so uh, what do you know about Mr. Baldi? Okay, Fernando Baldi was born in Cava de Terini, Campania, Italy, on May 19, 1917. He began directing in the early 1950s and directed your buddy, Orson Welles, in the films David oh. and Goliath and the Tartars. 
after retiring, he lived a very private life and very seldom did he give interviews. He seemed to just want to be a recluse after that. And he died in Rome on November 12, 2007. And may I say, he was a subscriber to Westerns Alitaliana. Wow. And the list of his films, real quick, are The Avenger, which was uh, Texas Audios, Little Rita in the West, which we, all, we both have mixed feelings about, Hate Thy Neighbor, Viva Django, Forgotten Pistolero, which is my favorite, Blind right. Man, Carambola, Crazy Adventures of Lennon Kobe, Get Mean and Coming At You. But he was a very good uh, action director. No, I, Blind Man uh, gets kind of the shaft, so to speak, because I, Tony Anthony, mm -hmm. uh, I know he, he has a contingency of fans that aren't fans. I like them all. He's, he's a little on the short side, but I like, he actually, uh, it's all kind of the quiet. Everybody's the silent stranger. Yeah. Uh, in some, some way. And the, he fit that bill perfectly. So I have no problem with him. Of and course, Ringo Man, Starr. He's got some great lines in Blind Man. Right. Where are my women? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Um, so we had Blind Man, and I don't care too much for Carambola. Uh, Get Mean and Coming At You are kind of the tail end of, of the Spaghetti Western. But you know what? That's If you're going to go out with two films, might as well be two Anthony, uh, yeah, Tony, Tony Anthony, Anthony films. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And then Ringo, of course, what? this is my woman. Yeah. Kind of like he's kind of doing uh, his impression, I think, of who he played. I forgot his name in uh, Candy. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is no good <laughs> when he sees uh, Ewa Allen and, and Richard Burton. Another story. If we did another telecast, I could do Candy, uh, a cult film. I'm sure some of you out there, quick reference. Okay. Back to the uh, title at hand. Our next director, Tom, is Mario Ciano. Or yep. Kaino? I always pronounce it Kano, but it's... Oh, whatever you say, Tom, I, I bow to any, you, however Any you... of the Italians or the Europeans that know how to pronounce his name, give it to us. Uh, right. Anyway, um, he was, uh, go ahead. His full name is Matteo Cano Jimenez. He was born on February 13, 1933 in Naples, Italy. He directed nearly 50 films between 61 and 2001 and wrote some 27 films and TV scripts beginning in 1954. He's primarily known for his work on spaghetti westerns, peplums, Eurocrime, and to a lesser degree, horror films. Right. Uh, he started directing second units in big adventure epics. He's best remembered, though, as going up against Sergio Leone's Fistful of Dollars with Bullets Don't Argue, as his was the main film, and Leone was just an add-on uh, because they used the same sets and the same crew. It's crew. Uh, he learned his craft alongside American producer Harry Joe Brown, okay. although his films were not blockbusters or groundbreaking. They were successful at the box office, and he was guaranteed work throughout the decade of the 60s and early 70s. But some of his, some of his titles are The Sign of Zorro, Sign of the Coyote, early ones, Bullets Don't Argue, Coffin for the Sheriff was a good one, Last of the Mohicans, Ringo the Face of Revenge with Anthony Stephan, that's a good one, Right. Seven Pistols for a Massacre, Train for Durango, and The Man Who Cried for Revenge, uh, Shanghai Joe. And he was often... Um, Used the pseudonym William Hawkins and uh, Mike Perkins. Well, my my favorite out of all of those is a coffin for the sheriff. Yep, that's a good uh, one. I love the poster work. We just showed it a second ago. Uh, Ringo the Face of Revenge isn't bad. Seven Pistols for a Massacre isn't bad. A Train for Durango is better than all of those. The Man Who Cried for Revenge is okay, and Shanghai Joe is not a favorite of mine. But uh, it's looked uh, as a classic, a cult classic. 
Which one is? Shanghai Joe. Really? I, I oh, thought yeah. Lemonade Joe was. <laughs> <laughs> Lemonade Joe, Shanghai Joe. Um, not to be confused with other Shanghai Joes of other genres, right, Tom? Yep. One of the things we're always thinking about is all these spaghetti Western films uh, come from Italy, Germany, France, Spain. No doesn't matter where they come from, Czechoslovakia, Romania, Poland. Wherever they're made, most of them have this, like, Elvis-sounding American voice. <laughs> he came from the mountains and from way back when. And it's, it's so funny because the whole movie is in the native tongue of the country, or it's got subtitles or something you can't understand if you're an American. If, if there are no subtitles, but you can always count on Johnny West. Yep. The, the <laughs> main theme is always su sung in English. Right. But the rest of the Getting film off. is said in Italian or Spanish or German, so why didn't he just sing it in Italian? Right. We're getting off topic, which I always do. Did I already I already pressed the button? Sorry about that, That's Tom. Right. Um, Gunman of the Rio Grande, one of my favorite posters. I'll tell you a little bit about Tullio Demicelli. He was different because he was an Argentine director and screenwriter and film producer, and he was active during the classic era. He was born Armando Bartolome Demicelli in Buenos Aires, on August 15, 1914. Initially, he began as a screenwriter in 1944, but in 1950 made his directorial debut in Arabalera and began to simultaneously direct and write for his films. He directed and wrote for some 60 films between 44 and 87. Overall, he is best known for his work in small-scale westerns. He died May 25, 1992 in Madrid at the age of 77. And he okay. did four Spaghetti Westerns, Gunman of the Rio Grande, A Man of Cult, Sabata the Killer, and Tequila. But now we're moving on to, here we go, folks. For those that have asked, most uh, for those that have begged, for those who have yep. written letters, <laughs> here he is included, not a whole show, not even half a show, but for a few moments, we pay homage to Demofilo Fidani. Yeah. Right, Exactly. He was born on February 8, 1914 in Cagliari, Italy. He directed some 20 films, 13 of which were Westerns under different pseudonyms. He was great at every, almost every Western that he did, he used a different name. So when, we, when, you're, when you're a novice, it's very difficult to figure out who is this guy and who is that guy and is this Fadani or not or whatever. Right. But uh, he usually used the title Miles Deem, and that's what most of his fans know him as. His inexpensive film, I didn't say cheap, Jay. I said inexpensive film technique. Okay. Gave him the title, uh, well-deserved or not, Ed, The Ed Wood of Italy. Eh. Undeservedly so, I think so, because his films were routine, but he was always also able to bring them up a notch by using well-known Western character, character names like Butch Cassidy, Django, Macho Callahan, Sartana in his titles, and plenty of action and weirdness. I think he was the first director that never had a guy who was shot just fall down forward or backwards. They all right. do spins, cartwheels, uh, it, jumping right? jacks. And it ends <laughs> with a big zoom in. Exactly, before they hit the ground. Um, but all that made his films uh, a cult classic to his many fans. He had a stock company of actors also, which were always seen in those westerns. Highlighted by his... Remember, now this is something new for me. I always thought this, but Robert Wood's uh, confirmed it last week. Simone mm -hmm. Blondell is his stepdaughter. Okay. And everywhere you read, it'll say his daughter, but she never refers to him as her father. She always refers to him as Fadani. And Robert said, yes, that he was his, her stepfather. Wow. 
And okay. sometimes oh. top-rated actors were in the in the films that he made. Hunt Powers, right? Robert Woods, Fabio Testi, Gord Mitchell, Klaus Kinski, all appeared in his films. So he was a he was married to producer, writer, actress, costume designer Mila Vitelli Valenza, okay. and the stepfather of actress Simonetta Vitelli. Now I think what he did there was he liked to get some extra dough, so he put his wife's name in as in his screenwriter, so he got an extra paycheck here. Nothing and wrong costume with that. designer and whatever. So, right. In later Nothing. life, he became an artist, an author, and a spiritual medium. I uh, wrote several books that are available uh, on the, on the internet. And he died in Rome on April fourth, nineteen ninety four. Okay. See when but we his, do. His, Go ahead. I'm sorry. His the, the titles of his films are also are are great too. I'm going to read read them off here. And now make your peace with God. A great one. Right. Shadow right. of Sartana. Shadow of Death. Strangers say your prayers, Sartana and his shadow of death. They came to kill Sartana. Django and Sartana are coming. It's the end. One damn day at dawn, Django meets Sartana. Dead men don't make shadows or cast shadows. Adios, Capaneros. Ballad of Django. Coffin full of dollars. Fistful of death. His name was Pot. They called him Allegria. Savage guns and anything for a friend. Yes. I, th I think people have to remember that... Uh, Simone Blondell was born in 1950. So these films that are made by Fadani in 65, 66, right. she's, she's like 15, 16 years old. She's not a 20-year-old actress. She's just a young girl. So um, that amazed me to find out that she was born in 1950 and would have been just a young teenager wow. when, she, when she was appearing in these films. So who do you like him better, as Fadini or Deem? I like Miles Deem. I don't think you can beat Probably that. Probably Miles Deem. Or what films did he actually make better under what uh, oh, pseudonym? This is a million-dollar question. He, don't make uh, dead men. Don't make shadows. I love the camera work with Hunt Powers. The the low angle of him, you know, pointing downward. Mm -hmm. uh, just the whole. The it's very artsy. It's one of those films that can. It's like a European, you know, spaghetti western. Has you know the weird zoom in, kind of like a Fellini movie for five seconds. Um, one damn day at dawn. Da da dun. Da da dun. Da da dun. And all his um, music is basically the same. It's canned, I mean, but that's why I remember it. sounds it, very close. It's like one long track that he just kept over, no, using it's, over it's, and over. It's a synth It's a uh, violin to a horse trotting. Yeah. So it's well, that was another thing he was famous for was a lot of lot of shots. I think you and I talked about this before. Most directors would show a guy getting on a horse and taking off and then arriving at his destination. But Donnie showed you the entire trail. He got on the horse. He followed his footprints all the way over the hill, through the river, uh, the leg, you know, through the right. Forest. The leg yeah. is caught, the leg exactly. is caught in the in the noose. He's being dragged yep. from no right, and at the end, so, the zoom in. I love yeah, the that, zoom in. That used up time, so he got his eighty nine minutes of film in there by doing all these tracking. Tom, it's called pretentious back then. Today, it's awesome and great. Mm -hmm. uh, but what was funny is, growing up, as I said, I had a tough time figuring out between. Uh, the Shadow of Sartana, Shadow of Your Death, uh, Sartana and the Shadow of Death. One damn day, Django meets Sartana at a bar. They have a drink. They order some popcorn. The waitress comes over. In the end, it's it's that Django and Sartana are coming again. They're going again. This is all a joke. you know. And if they're obviously. not in the title, they're in the movie. I mean, they're constantly, those two are there. And Ringo. Right. 
And but as I said, I love his films. He's a ten times better filmmaker than Ed Wood ever was. Oh yeah. I mean, Ed Wood is just schlock and cardboard. And I'm a big Ed Wood fan. I did a documentary on him and Bela Lugosi back in '89 called Horror Talk, the films of Ed Wood, and we had Paul Marco on who played Kelton the cop. He was in what we called, you know, the Kelton trilogy in his mind. God rest his soul. But he used to dress up as Kelton and go to conventions. Mm. A film that he made with Ed Wood. You know, here he is in his 70s. Yeah, Hi, everybody. It's Kelton, which I love to pieces. And that's what makes them cult stars. Mm -hmm. And that's why Fadini is a cult director for the films that he made, of course. Coming up next is another great uh, Italian uh, director of... Spaghetti Westerns. And tell me, is it Sergio Garone or Garoni, uh, Tom? I always pronounce it Gironi. Okay. What do you know about this great uh, well, underappreciated someone, director? Someone asked about this on Facebook this morning when I posted that we'd be on the, to mention Sergio Gironi. So I said, don't worry, he's covered. He was born in Rome on April 15, 1925. He's the older brother of actor Ricardo Gironi, uh, which you see in a lot of Spaghetti Westerns. He began his film career in 48, working as an assistant director, documentary filmmaker, and production assistant. In 1953, he abandoned the cinema industry altogether, but in 1965, he resurfaced as a producer of low-budget genre films. Then in 68, Gironi became active as a director and a screenwriter, specializing in spaghetti western genre. He was usually credited as Willie S. Reagan, or Regan. To me, his films are above average and always entertaining. And he's got titles like If You Want to Live, Shoot, No Graves on Boot Hill, Strangers Gun Down, No Room to Die, J Kill Django, Kill First, and Vendetta at Dawn. And I think every film that I've seen, he uses the uh, William or Willie S. Reagan pseudonym. I love that pseudonym. One of the best pseudonyms in history, sometimes with the S, without the S. Yep. And uh, one of the great titles of all time, as you said, No Graves on Boot Hill, Oh, The Stranger's Gun Down. Is that, I think that's called something else, too. Uh, I'm going to ask you later about don't that. Don't worry about yeah. that. No Room to Die, you mentioned all that. Uh, my, one of my favorites is Kill Django, Kill First, only because it's just gritty and uh, the title, of course. I'm a big sucker for titles like that. So let's move uh, moving on up to our next uh, underrated, uh, underrated director in the spaghetti western genre, Mr. Franco Giraldi. Yeah. And... Um, uh, his film, the one that stands out in my mind, is A Minute to Pray, A Second to Die, uh, which I'm a big uh, fan of. He's done some other films that Tom will discuss. Okay, he was born in Comino, Italy on July 11th, 1931. His first professional contact with the world of cinema was as a film critic for the newspaper Unita. Unita. Uh, later, Giraldi had an opportunity to work as assistant director for other Directors such as Gila Pontecorvo, Giuseppe DeSantis, Sergio Carbucci, and Sergio Leone. So you know where he came from, good, uh, a good stock there. After his work with Leone on Fistful of Dollars, Giraldi directed his first spaghetti western, Seven Guns for the McGregors, which we discussed last week with Robert Woods, right. which was released in 66. After four westerns in which he used the pseudonym of Frank Garfield, Giraldi directed his first film with his real name in 1968, the Italian comedy... La Bomboline Blona. After some other comedies, he dedicated himself to literary adaptations, but he did four westerns, Seven Guns for the McGregors, Sugar Cult, Up the McGregors, and A Minute to Pray, A Second to Die. Not a bad four. I'm, I, as I said, I love A Minute to Pray, A Second to Die. Yep. 
and then three minutes to uh, to bury your own coffin. So uh, very stylish. What's funny about a it didn't have much of a career. Sugar Colt is actually a little bit of a cult film. Not a big fan of the title, but I enjoy the film. Seven Guns for the McGregors was the most commercially successful of the spaghetti yep. western because it kind of appealed to an American. Did an American distributor pick that up? Uh, yeah, he came over here. That's right. Did Up the McGregors also come, or that didn't make it? I, I don't know. I had a um, an American actor as the lead because Robert didn't want to make a sequel. Um, David, somebody. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> if Tom doesn't know, you're the unfortunate actor. That has to be. But uh, about a minute to pray and second die. <laughs> Alex Cord as McCord. I, I always thought that was hilarious when I was a kid. Wait, wait what? When Man, you got the script, yeah. Have you seen both endings? I, I, I think I only know the first one. The first ending, he, he gets the, he gets the, uh, he goes in and, and uh, they give him his, uh, no, what do you want to call it? Well, they let they let him off the hook. Right. No, isn't the one we blast and he, everybody and he, away? And he rides away. Okay. And the second ending is he rides away, and these two bounty hunters have been chasing him the whole film, which they never show, and they gut him down and take him back into the uh, to the town to get the reward and find out he's already one. been uh, you know released. No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that's the. So let's. Um... Pardon. Pardon. I'm okay, sorry. he gets that's, pardoned. He gets pardoned. Yes. So our next spaghetti, uh, spaghetti Western director who flew under the radar, not really, but didn't get the, the props and most of the big ones. Now with this one, Tom, as I said, I know my stuff, but not like yourself. Now the Marchants, is this a father-son team or two brothers? Um, two brothers. Okay. So Raphael and the other one was? Joaquin Romero. Okay. So we're talking about Raphael. Sorry to leave out the other, who also yeah. had a great career. But we're just going to focus on Raphael Romero Marchant. Uh, a lot of great films that he made, in my opinion. That's why he made the, the list. Uh, I enjoy uh, Two Crosses of Danger Pass, Dead Men Don't Count, One by One, Garingo, When Satan Grips the Cult. But let Tom give a little bit more of an explanation to this family of filmmakers. Uh, Rafael Romero Marchant was born on May 3rd, 1926 in Madrid. Uh, both brothers, him and Joaquin, were assistant directors, directors, writers, and actors. Uh, Raphael was also a writer. Uh, they were sons sons of a filmmaker, which that's all they say. I don't know what he did. Uh, is their father, and uh, they also had a brother named Carlos and a sister named Anna, who were also participated in the industry. Raphael directed his first western in 1965, and both brothers continued making westerns until the early 70s. Raphael returned in 1980 to direct *The Black Wolf*, which was sort of a Zorro takeoff. The Marchants, like I said before, and the Bacazars were the first families of Westerns in Spain with many solid action films and named actors and crews. Uh, Rafael died February 13th of this year, 2020, in Madrid. Um, titles, wow. again, that, that, Jay, that Jay mentioned were Hands of a Gunfighter, Vengeance Ranch, which is that Pilly Millie film. Not a with fan. Sean Flynn, Two Crosses at Danger Pass. That's a good one, like you said. Dead Man I Don't love that Count. film. One by One, which is a Richard Harrison film. Ringo the Lone Rider, Peter Martel. Right. Ringo, which was uh, Peter Lee Lawrence. When Satan Grips the Colt. And I call it that to separate it from uh, Devil in the Hand of the Colt. Or I Colt love, I love both titles, and they're so yep. tough to remember each one. Yep. Santana Kills Them All, These Damn Pounds of Gold, and The Black Wolf. 
which you promised not to mention, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, no, the Marchants, huge family in Spain. I mean, I, Spaghetti Westerns are, are them, kind of like uh, probably as famous as Leone, uh, the first family of Spaghetti Westerns, right, Tom? That's great. So anyway, Tom, let's move on to uh, another favorite of mine, actually, uh, Mr. Eduardo Mal Malargia, right? Or Malargia? Yep. Okay, Eduardo Malargia was born in Torpe, Sardinia, Italy, on December 10th, 1925. He graduated with a degree in law from the university and then worked as a journalist before directing numerous scientific and industrial short films. After being an assistant director of Piero Jeremy and Luciano Emmer, in 1963, he made his feature film debut with Le Due Legge. As a film director, Malargia specialized in the spaghetti western genre, directing eight films in which he was credited as Edward G. Muller. That's who we know him as. Right. In the 1980s, he abandoned cinema to work for RAI television, and he died in Rome on September 7, 2005. Okay. So His films was... are Go With God, Gringo, Chimango, Don't Wait, Django, Shoot. Pray to God and dig your grave, El Puro, Brother Outlaw, Shango, and a man called Django. All favorites of mine. Yep, good ones. Um, I was going to say, so I was going to take a little bit to talk about El Puro is an art film. We had Robert Wood on last week, or Robert Wu, right? Depending also, if the screen also is Also, Pray to God and dig your grave, he was in that. Absolutely. Uh, Shango, which is a personal favorite of mine. Tom, I don't know, do we always we have this debate? I see the Stefan character as this Christ figure, or is that not figure into the equation? Yeah, you can see it that way. I don't, <laughs> I just look at him as a gunman. <laughs> well, goes, I, think, I don't go that deep. Well, the poster, he's wearing the crown of thorns. Oh yeah, I know. He's wearing a crown of thorns. And he's reaching thorns, out he's like that. So it's like Jesus. Yeah, I know. Anthony yeah. Stefan is Jesus Christ yeah, in Shango, right? Well, they did a lot of that over there. They tried to cover, uh, mock the church and stuff without being, you know, banned. Yeah, well, they did a lot of that stuff, and it still made it. I don't think there was a well, – that's true. Some did get banned. I don't think uh, a lot of Spaghetti Westerns had that trouble with the censors, as did, I think, a horror film. So, anyway, let's move on to our next uh, underrated Italian Spaghetti Western. Well, not Italian, but Spaghetti Thank Western you. director, Giolo Petroni. Yep. He's one of the greats. I mean, look, when I list his – Five films, you'll you'll recognize all of them. He was right. born in Rome on September 21st, 1917, and started in the film industry making short political films in 51. His first film as a director was in 1959 with a comedy, Lucento Chilometri. Beginning in 1967, Petroni directed five spaghetti westerns, generally considered among the most important of the genre. He later went to work for RAI TV and was a novelist. Petroni died in Rome on January 31st, 2010, and his five films are "And for a Roof, Sky, or Sky, who a Roof." Say that again, Tom. Stars. That's I always get it wrong. <laughs> "And for a Roof, a Sky Full of Stars," "Blood right. and Guns," or "To Peppa," "Death Rides a Horse," "Night of the Serpent," and they, "The First Providence." They call me Providence or Providencia. Right. So that's his um, films. Well, Death, Ride, Death Rides a Horse is, is got to be the most outstanding. Yep. I mean, the, the symbolism, the filmmaking, it's up there with, with uh, Corbucci and Leone. There's no oh, two yeah. people it's will like debate that, but there's no two right ways. Yep. No, no two ways about it. Uh, to Papa is just a throwaway film to get Milan and uh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles, which is great. Orson Welles made that. He made the Tartars. 
He made uh, Saul, uh, David and Goliath. He played King Saul. Orson Welles made a lot of Italian films. That's where he lived. That's where he was, uh, you know, he had tax problems and he couldn't make, couldn't find funding. So that's why I have a, a fondness for Blood and Guns, which is the TV version. Check you want out. to stay away from that, right, Tom? You want to check out yeah. Tepepa the Uncut? Yes, please. So tell us about um, this great filmmaker, Tom. Okay, Ducio Tesari was born Amadeo Tesari on October 11, 1926 in Gen Genoa, Italy. Ducio was a writer, assistant director, and, and director. He started in the 50s as a documentarist, screenwriter of Peplum Films. In 64, he co-wrote Sergio Leone's Fistful of Dollars. One year later, he directed Gemma and Pistol of Ringo, and its sequel to Return of Ringo. This cemented his title as one of the fathers of the Spaghetti Western. He later worked in different genres in R8i TV, directing some successful TV series. He died of cancer in Rome on September 6, 1994. He was married to actress Lorella De Luca, which we know as Hallie Hammond, who was in the two Ringo films. The sorry, I just mentioned that. So his films are A Pistol for Ringo, Return of Ringo, right. Sundance Casty and Butch the Kid, Long Live Your Death, Zorro, and Texan Lord of the Deep. And Sundance Cassidy and Bush the Kid, believe it or not, is the American title, but it's the uh, Juliana Gemma and the, uh, I can't think of the boxer. It's not Two Brothers and Trinity, is it, Tom? Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. no <laughs> I love to confuse Tom. If I uh, could prank Tom, I've won. That's Richard Harrison and Donald O'Brien. Okay. I can't think of the boxer. He was a 60s Olympic champion. Okay. Only did one Western. So our next uh, Spaghetti Western um, director is Tonino uh, Valerie. Valerie. Mm -hmm. Valerie, I'm sorry. And um, I, he's made a few favorites of mine. Day of Anger, My Name is Nobody, which I think is the classic that people put up there. Uh, Tom, a little background on this uh, director. Uh, Tonino was born Antonio Valerie in uh, Montorio al Bomano, Italy. On May 20th, 1934, he started his film career as an assistant director on, of course, Sergio Leone's Fistful of Dollars before moving on to direct by himself. In 1970, he also is considered uh, one of the fathers of the Spaghetti Western. He died October 13th, 2016 in Taramo, Italy. And his films are Taste of Killing, Day of Anger, Price of Power, Massacre at Fort Holman, and My Name is Nobody. Uh, he gets a lot of short shifts sometimes because... People want to say that uh, in his films, when he's involved with Sergio as the producer, that Sergio directed certain scenes or the entire film and just put uh, Tonino's name on there. But that's a bunch of bull. Tonino did all that stuff himself. Right. That's what I was thinking. So, yeah, he is one of the, the bigs. Um, but as I said, Tom, a lot of them are unfortunately have passed. So we yeah. try to pay homage to the Spaghetti Western people, whether they're actors, directors, producers, uh, composers, actresses, sidekicks, uh, and every, I don't just say everybody who's ever worked on one, I'm sure they have family. I don't know if they're aware of the show. Maybe they were worked in set decoration or lighting or, uh, or even craft services. Sure. Uh, if you're watching the show, this is dedicated to every, everyone who ever worked on a spaghetti Western and uh, your, whether they're past or present and we honor you and thank you with, um, with Valerie, I guess uh, my name is Nobody, Tom. Wasn't that uh, a film that kind of set the standard? Well, it wasn't many to come. That kind of said you could have a lot of bloodbath and gun play and as well be funny without 
making it a Laurel and Hardy movie. Public that uh, he could make a comedy film too, but he would make a, a, a serious film and not do a bunch of slapstick in it. Right, like the, which is more comedic, Man from the East or My Name is Nobody? That's a good question. I, I, what a great I quiz. Man from, Man from the East is more slapstick. Right, which is that the what's the one where he takes the guy's own guns out of his holsters and puts them back in and slaps oh, them? Oh, that's the, the Trinity movies. Okay, so I guess we're moving on to our last uh, filmmaker, Tom. That's Joseph Warren, which is his American name. Yep. Uh, but what's his Italian name, Tom? Well, everything we saw over here was Joseph Warren, but his real name is Giuseppe Verri. Okay. He was born in Segni, which is a, a suburb of Rome, on June 5th, 1916. He was an editor, screenwriter, and a director. He started his career as an editor of films and documentaries, collaborating among others such as Federico Fellini, Damiano Damiani, Giorgio Simonelli. So he worked with Cream of the Crop. In 1953, he made his directorial debut with Infame Acusa, then specialized in melodramas. From the early 60s on, he focused on genre films, especially spaghetti westerns being credited as Joseph Warren. He died in Rome on October 1st, 1993. And his right. films are De Guayo, Death Rides Along, Django, The Last Killer, Poker with Pistols, Robert Woods, A Hole in the Forehead, The Last Traitor, and Shoot the Living and Pray for the Dead. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, bump da bump da ba Tom Betts, News of the Week. We got a little feature here we do at the end of each show. It's the News of the Week, and I try and cover CD releases, DVD releases, books, anything that has to uh, pertain to the genre. And uh, this week, uh, a CD came out, Django Il Bastardo, which is Django the Bastard. Jay, are you still there? I, I am. Do you know what the... Uh, American title to Django the Bastard was released under. It's uh, The composer was Vasco Vasily Kucherov, and just, uh, one of our featured directors, Sergio Gironi, did it. Starred okay. Anthony Stefan, Paolo Goslino, Luciano Rossi, and Carlo Gotti. This was released on Beat Records. It has 20 C 26 tracks and uh, 65 minutes of listening pleasure. So that's, that's a long time. June 10th. What else you got, um, Tom? Also, we've got two DVDs from France. Yeah, move the window over a little bit, Tom. Which is Heads or Tails. That came out uh, uh, this week. I think it was on last Sunday it came out. Uh, that's in Region 2. That stars uh, John Erickson and Speller Rosin, directed by Piero Pirati. And it runs 95 minutes. It's in French okay. and Italian. And the other one is uh, Tira, Django Tira, The Longest Hunt which is Brian Kelly, directed by Bruno Corbucci, which is Sergio's brother, Erica Blanc, Keenan Wynn, Poco Lully, and Fabrizio Moroni. It's also Region 2 and in French and Italian and has a running time of 88 minutes. Uh, you can check out at the Spaghetti Western database uh, more information on these titles and where to order them from. Uh, on the other part, I've got some passings that happened this week. Okay, uh, how sad. Major, but... A Spanish actress by the Mary by the name of Mary Bagona. Her okay. real name is Mary Maria Bagona Bragas. She died in Madrid, Spain, on April twelfth. She was ninety-five. Wow. Uh, most biographies, if you look it up, say she was born in twenty-nine, but your death certificate says twenty-five. She played a prostitute in Torrejon City, which was a nineteen sixty-two Spanish film. Wow. The other one was Spanish actor Jose Pepe Martin. 
He died June 7th in Madrid. <laughs> he was born Jose Martin Balcells in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, on September 7, 1935, he played Don Luis Ariola in Gunfighters of Casa Grande, which was a early 1963 British uh, Euro Western. Right. And today we found out that South African actor, writer, Bo Brummel, real name Michael F. Bush, he died in Pretoria, South Africa uh, on, on May 10th. He was 77. He was a rock singer, though, Jay, in the UK and charted with a 63 hit called I know, no, no. I guess that's like blackjack, jack, 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 or whatever. Black, 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 jack, 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 jack. His group was Bo Brummel and his noble men. Okay. Best known in South Africa for opening the Bo Valley, which was the country's first nudist colony. And wow. he starred as the major in Three Bullets for a Long Gun, which most of us have in our collection. And right. another thing, Phil Jay, I'm going to bring up every once in a while as I do research all the time. Yeah. On my database, I found out this week that American actor Dominic Barto, born Dominic Thomas Barto on 12 okay. 20, 1930, in Westmoreland, Pennsylvania. We never knew where he, in Pennsylvania he was born, but it's Westmoreland. He died in Pomona, California on April 10th, 2019, last year. Oh, He's best wow. known as William Dalton in the Lucky Luke series with Terrence Hill, both the movie and the series. And he played Monkey Smith. And Man of the East and Mortimer, one of the bounty hunters after uh, Terrence Hill, and they call me Trinity in the very beginning. So anyway, once again, thanks for everybody from uh, for watching. That's Tom Betts. I'm Jay Jennings. Uh, please join us next time for a Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns, the podcast. Adios. Adios, amigos. Thank you for joining us on the Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast. Join us next time for more informative reviews, interviews, and recollections. Adios, amigos.